For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics here on Bally Sports Ohio. Adam Pacman Jones, Solomon Wilcox. And Adam, this is going to be a biggie. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. They head back to the Bayou to take on the New Orleans Saints. Both teams have a two and three record. So I got to ask you, you think Joe Burrow will go down and steal the crowd from the New Orleans Saints? You know, he got a lot of fans down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not only Joe, but uh, Lamar, too. I'm going to say uh, Chase, too. So it, it's going to be interesting. But I don't know about stealing the crowd because they had an unbelievable unbelievable performance uh last week um with tyson hill so it's gonna be interesting to see well i got a story to tell because i could i've seen it happen i've seen the local hero go back to his old stomping grounds and hijack the entire crowd i'm doing a game in miami dolphins denver broncos Tim Tebow's getting his very first start for the Denver Broncos. And it just so happened, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, decided to honor the Florida National Championship team. So the Pouncey Twins are there. Urban Meyer is there. All the Florida guys are there. And the first half, just Tim Tebow, like he always does, stunk. He just would stink it up in the first half. But in the second half, you know what Tebow does. It's Tebow time, right? Yeah. So he yeah. start doing his thing in the fourth quarter. Next thing you know, everybody in the stands, the Miami Dolphin fans, who are also University of Florida fans, they start calling for Tebow time against mm. their own home team because they're so such big fans of Tim Tebow. They remember the two championships that he won for them at Florida. They start cheering on Tebow. And the next thing you know, Tony Sperano, the head coach of the Dolphins, was livid after the game, slamming his headset, slamming his, his, uh, his, his chalkboard because the Denver Broncos walked out of there with a win. So I'm telling you, I've seen it happen. If Joe Burrow starts to deal, half the fans in that stadium are going to come up from Baton Rouge and they're going to be wearing Bengals jerseys. And I'm not talking the Bayou Bengals. I'm talking Cincinnati Bengals. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I hope we start fast. We need to start fast. We need to take over the crowd. I'll tell you that. Hey, man, I'm telling you, this one's going to be very interesting. I've seen it happening. In Here's the one thing about college ball and pro football. You went to University of West Virginia. You won't be caught rooting for another team, right? You, no. Look, only one college team. 
And, and you know how many people went to the University of West Virginia over the last 100 years? A lot of people. A lot of people. They don't switch loyalties. College at LSU, they've been playing football there for over 100 years. Did you know that? You can, Yeah, you yes. can go back to the 1800s. They were playing football at LSU in the late 1800s. <laughs> That's a lot of people. And they don't, they don't, you know how long they've been playing for the New Orleans Saints? Since 1968. That's a big difference. Six, 50 years. Yeah. Almost 150 years. <laughs> God yeah. more. So when Joe Burrow won a championship for LSU, he won over the entire state. He can go back there anytime he wants. And oh, by the way, because we'll talk about this later, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints is none other than Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton. So who do you think those fans have a loyalty to? Andy Dalton or Joe Burrow? <laughs> That's that only what's understood do not need to be said. That's what I'm talking about. I already laid it on the table. I think there's an 80 to 90% chance that Joe Burrow will hijack the crowd when he goes to New Orleans to take on the Saints on Sunday. And that's not hyperbole. I mean, that's not hype. It's closer to being real than it is to being anything false. Yeah. Um, now that you said, put it that way, Ali, uh, <laughs> you have a very valid point there, sir. Um, I think he will hijack the crowd. <laughs> so I just think that's must-see TV. I think anytime a visiting quarterback can have the home team rooting against their team, right, and rooting for him, I think it is a uh, it's a massive day in the NFL. It won't be something that you see every day. But that's the Joe Burrow effect. He has that impact on people. And I suspect he'll have that impact on everyone. That's right, the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. We got to talk about this Cincinnati Bengals defense because did you know, and you said this earlier, we got to get off to a fast start offensively. In the two games when we gotten off to a fast start and, and was leading at halftime, we won both of them. In the, in the three games that we've lost, we were losing in the first two and tied at halftime in the last game against the Baltimore Ravens. So we've yet to win a game when we weren't leading at halftime. All three of our losses, by the way, came on a last-second field goal, a walk-off field goal on the very yeah. last play from scrimmage. So the fact that we got to get off to a fast start, it's an understatement. We better get off to a fast start, right? We we I'm saying preseason is over with. Oh, wait, long time. It's over with. It's over with. If you look at um um what the Seattle did to these guys last week, I think it was over like 360 passing yards. Um, last week we got to get started, man. We got to get going. Um, I did not agree with the play calling last week. Um, I don't know what's going on, but come on, come on, Zach. We got to get this together. Um, time is, uh, 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 what is it? Time is of the uh, essence of the, of the essence. essence, right? It's, it's right now. Uh, yeah. It's Latin for carpe diem. Seize yeah. the day. That's what yes. they call it. And we need to seize this day against the new Orleans saints. Hey, listen, think about this, man. Um, our, our offense is averaging 21 points per game. 
That's ranked, what, 16th in the National Football League. Last year, we ranked 7th in scoring. We scored 27 points per game. And we didn't do it with a Philly special. We didn't do it running a shovel pass down on the goal line. No. We just, we just ran. We just did what we do. And so answer me this question. How is it that we can spend all this money on an offensive line? We are better. I think we're better up front on our offensive line. We've got the same skilled players at wide receiver, at running back, and at 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 uh, quarterback. We have, a, I think, a better tight end in Hayden Hurst. So why are we scoring less points per game with improved, better, and more experienced talent on offense? I'll tell you why, because everything is from the shotgun. Oh. Everything we are doing right now is from the shotgun. Put Joe up under the center and hand the ball off and go downhill a little bit, and it will open everything else up. Right now, everything, 90% of our plays are from the shot. I mean, I actually 93% uh, and some change. I had my people look it up earlier. But everything is from the shotgun. So it's 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 it's, it's simple. Like we're 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 not we're not uh, we're not making the other team scratch their head about anything we're doing offensive wise gang planning because everything is doubles trips like it's only so much you can do from those formations and they get to pin back we asking why joe is not getting his feet going because everything is from the shotgun it's different from coming up on the center and handing the ball off then boo 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 then waiting for the ball to get there and then handing it off it's, it's a big difference See, you and I, we talked about this on the Believe in Bingo podcast two weeks ago, three weeks ago, actually, when the Bengals were 0-2. And we talked about the difference when an offense and their quarterback is under center as opposed to when you're working in the shotgun. And we're going to walk our listeners through this yet again. Here's what happens when your quarterback goes under center, okay? Bill Walsh started as the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals during their very first season in 1968. And he had been here for multiple years. And Kenny Anderson uh, became an MVP mm-hmm. running an offense, working on, under center. First of all, on a three-step, five- and seven-step drop, all the routes that the receiver runs, they're coordinated with the drop of the quarterback. The yes. timing of the passing game work. Three-step drop, you have quick slants. Five-step right. drop, your intermediate routes. Seven-step drop, those are your deeper, deeper routes on the bang eights, the post routes and the nine routes vertical down the field. Here's what also happens. Because did you know that if you play on defense, every defensive player, before he can carry out his assignment, there's one thing that he absolutely has to determine before he does anything. He has to know if it's a run or if it's a pass. Because he has two assignments on every play. He comes out of the huddle. If If it's a run play, oh, here's what I'm doing. If it's a pass play, oh, here's what I'm doing. So even for your edge rusher, he can't just go rushing upfield if it's a run play. He got to hold a little bit, and then he got to wait and read, and then carry out the assignment. Well, when you get in shotgun, you're telling everybody. Ah, there's and no, you can see it. There's no it's mystery. No play action. I'm just handing the guy next to me the ball even when he runs. And this is why there's so much penetration at the feet of Joe Mixon when yes. we go to run the ball. It ain't nobody you can you can play the run on the way to the quarterback when you're in shotgun. Yes, that's what they're doing. You see, and, 
and for the listeners, um, Sally, uh, clarify this for me. Um, it is so much it, like if you are on the center, it's a different rush for the defensive lineman. That's right. To, First of all, because if you under center and you at DN and you rush wide, shit, the ball is going up under you. Boom. That's right. You get what I'm saying? If yeah. I'm in shotgun, I can rush any way I want to and you react. Can, you can get up the field right now. You don't have right. to hold, you don't have to hold to say, oh, did Joe Burrow fake it and still hold the ball? Or did he give it to the runner? There's no disguise right. in the ball handling of the quarterbacks. The quarterback's yes, supposed to yes. fake, handle pull the ball, tuck it in their own belly as they're acting like they hand it off to Joe Burrow, they come up slinging. Right. So that, now guess what happens? When we are running from under center, and you can hold it for and keep the mystery of whether it's a run or a pass just a little bit longer, the pass rush is slows down. Now your offensive line can engage. Now yes. we can pass block better for Joe Burrow. We can run block better for Joe Mixon. Our receivers now, because the safeties are peeking in the backfield, they're getting vertical on the nine routes and getting greater separation at the second level. It makes the entire offense operate at an entirely different level. And I'm going to tell you something. Zach knows this. I love Zach Taylor. Zach came from the Rams. The Rams have fallen into that same trap. They are throwing it 30% of the time. Excuse me. They're throwing it 70% of the time. And running it 30%. They've gotten outside of the things that have made them successful. They better get uh, Matt. And it's Stafford. not going to work. They may, they may get him back under center. He's leading the league in interceptions. He's getting hit more than any other quarterback. The offensive line can't protect and they can't run the football. And so we got these similarities. But what happens is you got to go back to the fundamentals, the basics. And I believe it'll help everybody, Adam. It'll help our offensive line. It's going to help Joe with his footwork and timing in the passing game. It's going to help uh, protect him a little bit better. And our receivers are going to get open down the field. And we'll get back to creating big pass plays in our offense. Yeah. And we need to speed up the tempo of the game. The fu- I mean, I like that. the tempo, like the tempo of the game is a lot slower than we was last year. You know, he would change it up. We would go no huddle. It'd be on the ball, under the center, boom, come back on the ball. You know, then I'm in shotgun. Um, so I, I just hope someone is listening to us and, and taking a couple of notes from us. Yeah, and I, I love what you just said there because that's what running the football in a in a real even fashion, a 50-50 as much. Even if we threw it 60%, ran it 40%, I'm okay with that because the run game, it's like a, you're a boxer. A run game in a boxing match, it's, it's like that jab. It helps you control the fight. You control the tempo of the fight. Like if you come in and make me fight your fight, my chances of winning are very low. But if I can make you fight my fight, and that's what the Bengals need to begin to do, make the New Orleans Saints fight their fight. Come out with that jab, then overhand right with the bomb. That's how we're going to get single coverage for Jamar Chase on the outside because we're pounding the run game inside and they got to bring a safety down. Then we can go up tempo and slice and dice. The run game helps you to control the tempo of the fight and get out of there with a win. And now it's time to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I'm going to tell you right now, these numbers for the Bengals defense, they're pretty good. Do you know we're ranked fourth in the NFL? We've generated the fourth most quarterback pressures of any defense in the NFL. And we also rank fourth in quarterback hits. 
We're allowing the fifth lowest quarterback passer rating of any defense in the NFL. And we're allowing the seventh lowest passing yards per attempt. Okay. At 6.2 yards per pass attempt. That's because we're getting pressure on the quarterback. We're not getting a lot of sacks, but we're getting a lot of hits and a lot of pressure. And we're not allowing big plays on our secondary down the field. Guess who we're facing this week when we go to uh, New Orleans and play in the Saints? Your old quarterback, Andy Dalton. What do you think about that? (laughs) The the, the red rifle. Uh, This shouldn't be a hard week at all as far as the passing of Andy he, he, he sucked the last week. He only had 200 uh, yards passing. So less I'm not even worried. He didn't even I have mean, 200. 200. Yeah. yeah, so the kid that I'm worried about, though, is this Tyson Hill kid. Um, He's an all-around athlete. He had 112 yards last week. And, man, he, he just one of them kids that loves to play football. But I'm, I'm that's the only thing making me nervous when, when we say New Orleans. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it real. Tyson Hill's a bad dude. Yeah, he was a quarterback at BYU, and 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 Sean Payton and the Saints had the nerve to say, you know what, we're gonna let you play some quarterback, some running back, some tight ends, a receiver. The guy had four touchdowns last week against uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks. That's yeah. right. Yeah, four four touchdowns. Four. Now let's be real, man. We got to worry about Alvin Kamara. We got to worry about Chris Olave, former Ohio State Buckeye. Michael Thomas, that boy can do it. And Jarvis Landry, he a former LSU boy. So these guys got, they've got what it takes. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, they've got some guys one who, thing. Cameron Jordan too, man, can get after the quarterback. They've got some dudes. they got some dudes, but we got some dudes too. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got some dudes. And I'm, and I've, I've played with Andy. I love Andy as a person. Yeah. But uh, it's no comparison uh, what changed the team and what leads the team, and they start with the quarterback. So I, I like it. all I like them wide receivers that you saying, but I show like our wide receivers way is way better than those names that you just said. And then with the uh, 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 Joe Burrow swag, come on, man, come on, man, let's get it going, bro. Uh, please, offense, go up on the center, please, and we yeah. go back to. So the reason why I like to give our viewers the data and give them the statistical information, because it tells you how the team is performing. You and I both know after game, every Sunday, you go in on Monday, they recite these numbers to you now because teams come into the season, every team, the Bengals, including on offense, they have their team goals and those goals are based on number. Hold the opposing offense to 17 points or less or sometimes 20 points or less. Uh, Let's make sure that we generate X number of pressure on this many percentage of our pass rush play. So these data points are very important because it's what teams use to measure productivity. And so we are in the top 10 when you're talking about allowing how many number of first downs uh, in terms of passing the football. So if you're going to throw the football on us, uh, we don't want to give you too many first downs. Do you know last week, Andy Dalton only had eight first downs throwing the football. Man, you couldn't beat the <laughs> local high school team doing that. You can't do it. You can't beat nobody. And the only reason why they won 
It's because they took when Andy started playing bad, they gave the ball to Taysom Hill. Say, here, you play quarterback now. Yeah. And that's the dude that you you were right. That's the dude we have to be more concerned about. Yeah. And I I, Lou Lou is, like we said, one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. I'm quite sure he's watched Andy film. If if you could disguise Andy, Andy will throw it right to you. All you got to do is disguise. Disguise, and he'll throw it right to you. I was going to ask you, what is it that you know about Andy Dalton that we all should know about? And that's it. He's so hooked in. If you're disguising, he's going to throw it right to you. He's going to throw it right to you. Show him some of this. Give him some of that. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. And Adam, right now, man, we're 0-2 in the AFC North Division. I'm a little bit concerned. Um, I'm concerned, too, Sully. But (laughs) – the good thing that we could look at this and say them games we should have won. Um, and we the games we lost is a point, a field goal, it's correctable. But sh- the corrections gotta start now. The correction yeah. gotta start this week. You know what I mean? We gotta start <laughs> piling up some wins. Um, the good thing is that uh <clears throat> Cleveland is what oh and three in the division or what one and two? Or what is Cleveland? I know they're t- they're two and Pittsburgh, three right now. Right, Pittsburgh ain't won but one game against us. Right, against us, they beat us. So they beat us. <clears throat> We're zero and two. We just lost to the Ravens. We lost to the Steelers, and man, we haven't beaten the Cleveland Browns since nineteen something. What's going? On? <laughs> you know, I mean, we got to get our act together here. Now I'm just saying. Yeah. I believe we will, but come on, man. It's it's time to stack wins, not win every now and then or every other week. And this is the week to do it. So I'm going to ask you this question, and I want you to give me the answer. When Sunday is over, Cincinnati Bengals are going to beat the New Orleans Saints. And the reason why they have beaten them is because they did what? They picked off Andy Dalton. I think Bell and um, Jesse Bakes will have a really good game this week. Andy is going to give us one. Andy is going to give us one. Andy, give us one, baby. Give us one. Well, I say uh, Cincinnati's Bengals are going to beat the New Orleans Saints because Joe Burrow's going to hijack the crowd. He's going <laughs> to steal the momentum. And Jamar Chase is getting ready to have a homecoming party like no other. This will be Jamar Chase's breakout game. Because we will go back under the center. We will start pounding the run game and get Joe Mixon to the second level. And they're going to have to commit one of those safeties to the box. And here's what I got to tell you. Watch out for Tyron Matthew. Because that dude's slippery now. He'll steal a ball. We got to watch out for Tyron Matthew. But when it's all said and done, Jamar Chase will have had his breakout game of the 2022 season. You like that? I like that. I love it. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us for this edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Don't forget, you can take a look and a listen at the podcast by going to the Believe Podcast Network by going to Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. And of course, you can catch us right here on Valley Sports Ohio, Channel 43 on Spectrum Cable. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Have a good weekend.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.